1: Hello and welcome to the 350th, oh my god, 350th episode of the Slow Ride podcast.
0: This is Tim in Orlando.
2: Hey, this is Matt. I knew it was the 350th episode in Minneapolis.
0: And this is Spencer in Boston. I also knew it was the 350th episode and it Feels like a milestone, you guys. Um, but uh, this is this is a grand tour, not a sprint. So we need to pace ourselves here.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're in it for the long haul. Um, I I'm just a stoked to be here, gentlemen. So much to discuss in the world of professional cycling, mostly the tour, as we are in prime time mm-hmm. when all the listeners come. So welcome back. To the people that listen to this podcast once a year for three mm. weeks, so that they act like they know what's going on in, in professional cycling. And clearly, we are the resource to, to get you over the finish
0: line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are um, basically the Matthew Vanderpoels of podcasts about cycling.
1: Yeah. We always come, th- we, we always deliver on expectations. Um, if at first you don't succeed, keep going 350 times when you attack and then you will win the yellow mm-hmm. Jersey. Um, okay. Two stages of tour de France in there's a, um, the, uh, shout out obviously, um, to the big news on La course, no more, no longer just a one day tour de France for women. Now it's going to be an eight stages next year. Absolutely thrilled on that. Yeah, yeah. Utilizing the same course as the, um, uh, men. It looks like that they will be leaving, I believe after the men for like a finish after yep. or I don't know how the like the logistics, but eight stages of women's bike racing. I'm thrilled on that. Um I won't I am afraid to look at the payout and the price list <laughs> yeah. on the women versus yeah. the men just yet, so I'm just going to I'm going to breathe it in right now. I'm like, "Oh, yay, women's racing." And then before I really get into like how the ASO tends to not treat women um, equally, but I guess we will take successes where we get them. An eight-stage uh, Tour de France for women. Great. And hopefully a start. So shout-outs to um, Demi Follering for winning winning over Cecily Ludwig Utrup and Marianne Voss on the, uh, the women's La Course. I was not able to watch it, um, but pretty stoked on that. Did you guys capture any of that?
2: I did not get a chance.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a clip of like the, uh, the finish, which was pretty thrilling, I got to say, but um, did not see the whole thing. I don't, I don't even know if it was televised, to be completely honest.
1: Yeah. Well, it will be great to see the, the full stages. So with that, um, let's move on to the men's race, the big story in the world of professional cycling, obviously. And top line, did Alpician create the greatest one-day st- jersey of all time? with the limited Stage 1 presentation jersey, the purple body with the gold sleeves, because it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, I
0: think so. You say Stage 1 jersey, but really, it wasn't even that. Yeah. It was just a team presentation jersey. And I don't know if they were already trying to lobby the ASO to allow them to race in it or not, but uh, the internet spoke up, and everyone loved it. And I I feel like that pressure had as much to do with them being able to ride that jersey for stage one as anything else.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure ASO would have been weird sticklers about it if and UCI if it So hadn't Is it been
1: ASO or is it UCI? I guess
2: it probably would have been a UCI thing. Yeah. I don't know because you get to change your kit once a year. Mm-hmm. Had they not already had they had they done that? Like why? I don't know why it would have to be a big thing.
1: I think it's almost like they didn't do the paperwork, but here's the thing: yeah. EF can show up with a duck on their jersey at the Giro, and then they pay the fine mm-hmm. to like cra- crowdsource the, the 20,000 Swiss franc fine. Absolutely. I'm sure that global fans would have happily paid for that, because it was the best-looking jersey in the peloton. It was so easy to spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're like, yeah, you know like, I just well, it was like an example of the UCI not being able to get out of their own way. Like it was that good of a kit right. that they should just be like, you know what rules no. out Like they already let them break the rules for stage one. Let them do all 23 right. stages. What's the
0: difference we've long argued uh, on this podcast and, and longtime long time listeners will know that we have advocated for purple kits in the Peloton for a long time. Uh, yep. and
2: no one on the men's side taking us up till now.
0: Right, exactly. And seeing that kit as tim just described it in the peloton it was a sight to behold it stood out it jumped out it was recognizable it had uh you know, it had its own brand. a yeah, great
1: story behind yeah, well, it. Well,
0: exactly. That that aside. I mean. But, um, you know, unfortunately for stage two, they go back to the navy blue of the entire rest of the peloton. And not as easy. That win and Not as easy to win in dominating out, fashion. <laughs> uh, until Matthew Vanderpool separated himself from the <laughs> entire pack <laughs> uh, with 750 meters to go or so. Yeah. To get himself oh, like a God. new jersey. Like, so, so
2: we'll it. be able to see him.
1: Quite well, you know, starting on stage three. So So the jersey looked great, right? Let's. I think there's so much to discuss as we go through this. So I think all of us just shout out the things you want to talk about over these first two stages. But the jersey stuck out to me. The second was two kilometers to go on stage one. I'm expecting Vanderpool to go. And suddenly my internet goes out. So my coverage of the TV ends. Okay. So I can't see what happens. Mm, tense. I go into the room to see what's happening with my router, and there's my 15 month old little um, little HiMar. I'm trying to. Think. I I get a mixed up. I think that's little HiMar.
0: I'm pretty sure um, HiMar was first.
1: Is that? Yeah, HiMar's <laughs> first. This is a uh, little Nairo uh, sitting there with this big big shit eating grin in his face yeah holding the plug to the router mm-hmm. he pulled it out of the yeah. wall like and he's just looking at me like look what i learned how to do dad and of course i'm like oh that's cute i didn't yell at him mm-hmm. i didn't do anything actually i was just a nice patted him on the head like oh way to learn son and then i plugged it back in and then as i come back it's 300 meters ago, and Ala Philippe is well off, the front. well off the front. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I guess I missed an amazing attack by Ala Philippe. So I called little guy, and little guy's like, yeah, Ala Philippe attacked, and it looked great.
2: I mean, never mind what I said. He, yeah, it did look great. He looked super strong. He telegraphed it. The team let him out amazingly. You got to give it to, mm-hmm. to DQ. They powered up that last climb. Uh, there was a moment where it looked like Vanderpoel was going to jump across with Roglic and Pogachar, but yeah. uh, didn't quite have it. And surprisingly, Latour was the only one who really laid it down to try yeah. to come across, which uh, that was nice to see. He didn't do much on stage too, but um, right. nice to see another Frenchman uh, you, know, you know, looking good. So the,
0: the most exciting thing for me, and I know Tim uh, may take umbrage with this as as he thinks ala Philippe is the villain of the peloton which may be the case but um i thought it it was great to see the world championship jersey making that move on stage 1 like a very yeah. statement move yeah. in front of everyone on the first stage to get the yellow like it was pretty cool it was that's what you want yeah yeah it was storybook well it's
1: almost yeah, I would say this is that I was happy that the internet went down so I couldn't see him attack, but then I was okay with him crossing the finish line first because like after like knowing that he's going to win, you're like, ah, right, world championship, great job for the Frenchman winning the race, pretty excited, solid. Michael Matthews second place finish, Ugh. you know, you're like, oh, Michael Matthews going to be in green tomorrow, like, oh, things are already looking up for this tour. Um, it was a good capstone that the villain of cycling wins on. Actually, Julian Alfleep is the luckiest villain of all time because there's someone that's a bigger villain, and that's um, the cardboard sign holder <laughs> of, yeah. of stage one. Yeah. There's so much to talk about. Now, friend of the podcast, Ruby Rubay, was there at the actual spot where the crash happened. Find Ruby Roubaix's, um Instagram. Wow. Yeah, he's got like photos of. Riders on the side of the road with like, you know, hugging their knees as they're like kind of just in pain or in shock of the incident of the big crash. Yeah. And then he also has a couple of like spy shots that he's like, check the grassy knoll. And it's the person that, you know, he was taking photos of like the pre-ride ca- caravan coming mm-hmm. through. And you can see the person that had the, the sign, you know, a lay uh, grandma, grandpa. Um, it. I, I. There's no way this person meant to do that. But also just the being so naive that you're not even looking at the riders coming. Um, Right. Yeah. It's like just absolute tragic, tragic that Yasher Sudalin who works his ass off for all these years to get into the tour has to like pull out 150 kilometers into the race.
2: Yeah, it was, it was bad all around. Uh, It brought us some epic photos. Uh, No, that's not consolation enough, but I do (laughs) like that photo of Mark Hershey in the dish ditch uh it is amazing uh
1: you well, was that the way. first crash was the i think so was the hershey because there was that second crash later with the touch of wheels that took down everybody yeah which also had the mom of the year on the side yes. of the road mm-hmm. um there's this where you look at the helicopter shot and you see all these riders jump in the ditch endoing bikes flying and there's a mom that just grabs her kid by like a hood and an arm and just like the 360 degree hammer throw <laughs> into like the woods just like get out of here i'm protecting you it
2: was and it really was
1: amazing nice. yeah. um and then there's the mark hershey photo which is probably one of the most epic photos that i have seen um where just a bike up against the the wood the, uh, the, the grass yeah. it's just beautiful it's and beautiful. then he's and he's nursing what like two broken shoulders didn't he have like crazy amount of broken bones
2: he didn't break anything i think you're thinking of Sol- and he still
1: finished but yeah.
2: solaire finished mark still- solaire finished with like two fractured elbows or something elbows, yeah i was and then he i was and then he didn't snart. so yeah. close to when i saw that he finished last initially to be having watched some of the movie star uh documentary of being like oh man i gotta i gotta rag on solaire and then I, before I could brag on him like a jerk on the internet, I heard that he broke his arms and I was like, oh, never mind. I'm a total jerk. I'm a monster. <laughs> and he's still
1: finished. Yeah. yeah. It's just. Yeah,
2: that's, that's terrible. And then uh, I, all the, all the crashes. And Froome on the Froome went stage. down. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, pretty much everybody went would, down. Only some quick steps and some Ineos riders basically seemed to come away unscathed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had like Roglic was down, like. Very few uh, GC guys didn't go down in one of them, and then obviously a handful lost a bunch of time on the first stage because of it. Like Lopez lost time. Yeah, uh, was it Mentes? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I was talking about GC guys, Tim. I'm sorry, I'm- Tim. I'll strike that from the conversation. I didn't mean to say Mentes. Port.
0: Yeah. So, um, how does cycling? What do you do? What do you? How do you deal with that? Whose responsibility is this? Uh, Who's messes it to clean up, and did Ruby Ruby, well, like drop their phone in this uh, person's pocket or something, so we can GPS track them to wherever they live? Because there is, there is money so on this person's head right now. <laughs> like, probably is. For,
1: so, so here's yeah. here's the solution. Here's the solution, in my opinion, is that sadly, it's something like this to cause the solution. And what I mean is, like, I think that this is enough of an eye-opening experience that there will be a lot more self-policing on the side of the road by fans I hope and then also a lot of fans maybe sitting around going like you know we just got to let these these guys go and sadly it's going to be another like you know maybe five ten years of kind of some safety safe riding and then it's going to happen again because they can't put barriers up along the entire road I mean that's just it it's a um, logistical nightmare for them to be able to do this. Yes. And I really do think that it's going to come down to the self-policing. So if you have friends that you go watch a bike race with and you're like that jackass that has the giant moose antlers on your University of Texas football jersey um, as you're running next to uh, Levi Leipheimer up stage five of <laughs> tour of California. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Hypothetical. You know what?
1: You should yeah. tell him like, I'm not like, don't. Yeah, hypothetical. Yeah. Don't do that. Like it's not. You don't need to ride next to the riders to have fun, to hold a sign and have some good, good times. Yeah. Look at how some of the guys that, or some of the, the folks on the side of the road at the Alto West because it's so crowded and so packed that you're shoulder to shoulder that you just kind of let the the riders go. Um, this was completely uncalled for, but I don't know how you you police against it. I mean, remember just a few years ago, Tor Hushfold cut his arm open by one of those PMU hands for the, the green hand just sprint. a few years ago. Maybe more uh, than a few years ago. A, <laughs> like a dozen a years decade. ago. But the truth is, is that there, this is always going to be an yeah. issue. And so you have to take the, you know, I want to see more people tripping the runners that are running next to the riders. <laughs> like it's one thing to do the five or six kind of clapping steps next to the uh-huh. rider. It's when you're running the kilometer next to the rider, trying to be Chris Froome. And you're like, yeah, you know, pull them out of the way. Is this
0: a publicity campaign of some kind that the uh, UCI or somebody should be doing? (laughs) You know, like, hey, don't stand in the middle of the road. Hey, these guys are going to, and women, are going to use every square inch of the road available. Um, You know, pay attention. Watch, like, look at the, the traffic that's coming at you. Like, that's basic cross the, crossing the street stuff that you teach little Nairo and little Haimar and Tampun and Tampunin and as they are learning mm-hmm. to walk to the corner store by themselves or whatever. Like, look both ways. This person was that's- not doing that. Usually that's the issue. The, um, the famous uh, cell phone lady that uh, Nibali put his shoulder into a few years back uh, is another mm-hmm. example of someone just with their back to the race. Like, why are you even there if your back is to the race? I don't get it, but...
2: totally.
1: That's a solid point. Maybe um, some publicity when the pre-race caravan is coming down the line. But it is, I mean, this person has to be, like, not going to show their face for a while. How would you feel to be their grandparents?
0: Uh, unfortunate. Oh, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Thanks, thanks
1: for the sign. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: Thanks for ruining careers. Yeah. Hey, did you see it? I <laughs> was at the tour. Oh, yeah. We saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it. Anyway, what do you think, little guy? How would you solve this problem?
2: Oh, I don't know. I I think you're kind of right. It'll maybe get better Pu- for a little bit. Public you know? shaming. Yeah, and then it will just it'll happen again. I mean, you can never
0: <laughs> It's so you unfortunate. You can
2: never end it. It I mean, let's is is bad, but in the grand scheme of kilometers traveled, um it it doesn't happen that often. And
0: well, I guess not, but But it's 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 tough because cycling, you know, we champion it as being the only sport where you can be right up next to you the event right and then the downside of that is this kind of incident which doesn't happen that often but you know if i was at work and somebody came in my job and then beat me up with some like a bat or something and then left but it only happened once every couple of years i still wouldn't be very happy about it Eh, i gotta say that
1: i'm a little disappointed well, actually, I'm kind of happy because I have uh, 75 roller derby points on the on no, there being a dog or livestock related crash at this year's Tour de France. Uh-huh. This is always a famous and favorite um, proposition on roller derby. And the, the idiot with the cardboard sign kind of, I think, maybe there'll be a lot more leashes on dogs this year at the mm-hmm. tour. Like, I think there's yeah, going to be a home. little bit more kind of like people are kind of going to like make sure that, that things are good. It was a shame because it ruined people's uh, races. And then the second crash put down Chris Froome. Yep. I mean, that was a $5 million crash. Uh, now, he finished, and he finished again today, so props. So Michael Woods is still going to have an amazing domestique well, um, out there. but
2: Yeah, maybe, but Woods lost a bunch of time on stage one in, in those crashes. So Woods is, Woods is basically out of the GC picture of, at this point, unfortunately, though. It seemed like yeah, he was he's actually going for GC. Nine DC. minutes
1: down. Yeah. I just, Nine minutes down, he is the big loser.
2: You know, Oof. maybe that turns out great. Maybe he wins two stages in the mountain and at the end of the day. That's better, I think, than 10th overall. So
1: the, the overall for the GC right now, you got Matthew Vanderpoel and then Alaphilippe and then the two Slovenians followed by Wilco Kelderman, which I'm sure is just making little guy excited. Um, so, yeah. yeah and, and today at the end of the race, Nairo Quintana with a little bit of an attack, just kind of getting the legs going. Didn't that just, oh, that was mind-blowing. It was great to see. And then Vanderpoel bridged up to him.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, as unlikely as it was to see Nairo, and weird to see Nairo at the front of a bike race attacking, Uh uh, to also see Vanderpoel know that that's a wheel he should follow, I'm surprised he didn't look back at some riders he recognized more and said, who's that? Uh, Because I can't think of a time those two have raced together um, or at least raced together that Nairo would have been a threat. Uh, Very strange to see Nairo attacking, but it really was a sort of thing that four or five years ago would have been a stage for Nairo to have a go on. So maybe this is uh, a little hint of what's to come from Nairo at this tour. He's been awfully quiet in the lead up to the tour and... um, Maybe maybe this is Nairo's year again. That would be Yeah. I I do you know, not expect him to be top Colombian even uh much right. less in the mix. So
0: Well Tim's yeah. Tim's uh hoping that more dogs will be on leashes uh in the tour, and I'm hoping more Nairos will be off their leashes yes. uh during this tour. So yeah, I think it could speak to uh good things to come. Some fireworks. So so, so Nairo being now,
2: being up there at that on stage two. Uh, it was nice and in, in just at least that he was a GC guy that was up there putting it to them because a lot of GC guys were losing little little chipping little bits of time on stage two and mm-hmm. despite a lot of guys I think losing time on stage one and then trying to blame it on crashes, uh, stage two at least started to show that like Thomas isn't quite as good as Carapaz you know um, and just a lot of guys chipping a little bit of time. I'm surprised. Who who do you guys think now is the Ineos rider. I'm all in the Carapaz boat, but
1: Uh, well, he's got 10 seconds on Garrett Thomas, but I, I had this dilemma in my fantasy cycling. I had to choose between Uh Carapaz or Garrett Thomas, like which one is going to be the leader. I went with Garrett Thomas because I read the world according to G Uh and also it is an, it is an English, it's an English team. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel that they they are going to focus on um, that kind of uh, Anglo bias that we have come to accept in cycling media. And Carapaz is not going to um, uh, carry the weight. Uh, Garant Thomas is a winner. Uh, Carapaz won the Giro.
2: Well, it's going to be tough for Ineos, as it, it does seem like Carapaz is probably their best pick. And, yeah, they have a lot of uh, native English speakers they're going to have to overlook
0: I don't know. I think I think Kerapaz has the baby face for the media. I think the camera loves him. I think uh he's gonna have to be the face of Ineos for the for the tour. Um especially since um uh, Garrett Thomas went back to the weird small sunglasses that everyone hates.
2: Um oh, yeah. <laughs> Big controversy that the weekend, yeah.
0: Not awesome. I'm not into it. So I'm off the G bandwagon.
2: <laughs> well at least Vanderpool has gone with Can we- like <laughs> Like the front of a bus for his sunglasses to counteract that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's there's some and then Cavendish's sunglasses looked a little uh a
0: little reduced as well. There's no better way to um, show the field that you're a washed up masters racer, former grand tour winner than getting small sunglasses in this day and age. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: It is a big uh, sunglass time we're
0: living in uh, It's
1: the yeah, the the old guys don't have it anymore. Um there there the other story that I there's so much to talk about, but let's get into one of the ones. Um I'm a little concerned, gentlemen, that uh that one kind of slipped by the regulators over at the UCI Uh-oh. when Quebec announced their new secondary sponsor, Nexthash. Yes. Um I've tried to do a yeah. little research on Nexthash. Huh? Um I And then they they also added Burberry as a sponsor to go with ASOS. Okay, I can kind of see that Burberry exists. NextHash, I I googled NextHash and it kind of just comes up as website doesn't exist. Like it does, but not really. But here's their LinkedIn page. Okay, Net NextHash has developed verticals of several crypto dedicated entities ranging from crypto exchange, STOs, funds, and VCs. Um, Founded it. I guess I just don't know what it does, and I don't know if Quebeca knows what it does. Like it just no. seems a little fishy that the one team that like had the lowest budget that we were huge it's, fans. It's of. very
0: simple to explain. They're they're dealing in blockchain. They're on the cutting edge of technology. Uh, they're moving forward with <laughs> NFTs. Um, they are uh, uh, you know they're in they're in they're going along on Bitcoin. And, um, auto driving cars, probably. And, um, you know, things like the Boring Company and whatnot.
2: Do you guys think they've made... Wow. ...that, that Quebeca made them pay in real money?
0: No, absolutely not. Because they don't have any real money, little guy. This is uh, all online. This is,
2: they, yeah.
0: They paid them. This gym. just seems a little...
2: How long <laughs> till it comes out that this company is actually funded by some, like, Russian oligarchs or something?
1: Uh... Well, I, considering yeah. that they have that they don't have an office in Russia, but they do have one in Slovenia, Malta, Estonia, Serbia, Singapore, Cyprus. Yeah, the U.S., U.K., Switzerland, and UAE. Are these um, real offices, yeah, or just pretty like good chance that
2: post office boxes in Delaware? You know, because that's the that's the sort
1: of. Okay, I know a lot of cycling journalists listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know that we are near the top. List of of what people listen to, mm. for a variety of reasons. If someone wants to have a dynamite story, this just reeks of when Rich Energy became the sponsor of Haas Formula One about two years ago. Yeah. Like they don't make anything. Like what is it that NextHash does? You like how do you get, literally give them money? I can't figure it out. And when you can't figure out how someone makes their money, mm-hmm. usually. It's a pretty good sign that something's just not right, and I this would not shock me. So, Spencer, mm-hmm. question to mm-hmm. you: Is cryptocurrencies ruining professional cycling?
0: Well, Colnago just sold an image of one of their bikes as an NFT for just a, <laughs> I, I don't have the number in front of me, but it was a eye opening amount of money, probably more than Colnago has made in recent history, um, and. Bahrain Victorious also auctioned off uh, uh, their one-off team presentation jerseys, like uh, photos of them as NFTs uh, as well. So, you know, people are buying these things, but I don't know that if you're selling them, you are coming out ahead or not. I'm not the math uh, is out on that. Uh, now, but, do you
2: think people are buying these things in the same way that when, uh, maybe in years past, and I don't think... I mean, this just, will just be an example. We never did this. Say you were selling something on eBay,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: and no one was bidding on it. Maybe I would bid on it for you mm-hmm. to help the price, help help get people a little bit more interested. Do you think it's right, that right, right. sort of thing? Like I'm, i have like Bahrain Marita, and you're one of the big my friend. And I'm like, hey, dude, just buy this NFT, and I'll. You don't have to pay for it, you know. But I want people <laughs> to think people are buying it. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, that does remind me. I've bought several frames from you, little guy on eBay that I don't think have ever been delivered if I think back
2: <laughs> i t- yeah i'm a, I'm really a big seller to you. And you're my top <laughs> customer
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> um you know when you try when you need to drive that price up, just the extra ten percent um you know, hey, but you uh, want those five
2: so, people that are looking to actually feel like they need to bid
0: uh-huh i <laughs>
1: I've really dug deep onto this next hash website. Okay. I don't think it has to do like, I know that I understand your, your rationale for bringing up our old eBay shenanigans, little guy, <laughs> but I am having trouble on how to give them money. So I did sign up the slow ride podcast at gmail.com to like, they have a little thing that says email us at info at NextHash or give us your email. So maybe they'll contact us with oh, their good. rates. I don't,
2: good.
1: <laughs> I don't know how they make money. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, so let's
1: we, do it. Well, well, let's investigate. Well, I mean, I think that that's gonna how invest- we'll have to start because we're gonna do our part for the cycling journalists that really want to get down to this. But
2: oh, it says they're in Boston, Spencer.
1: Oh wow! Um, I I'm a little surprised that I mean, Asos. Good job to them for getting, I guess, free publicity and then getting kicked to the curb for a non-existent company. Um, pretty pretty spot this brings on. Brings up a, um, a, a, cool. a
0: quick thought here. Um, if we can figure out how to make some blockchain, some, some uh, Sagen coin, <laughs> if we can get that off the mm-hmm. ground, do you think we can uh-huh. uh, yeah. sponsor a World Tour team, you guys? I mean, the
1: roadmap's practically here. Um, do we want Sogon coin or do we want to make it after Valverde? I heard the little guy mentioning Valverde. Like, is there a Valverde coin?
0: Well, we Sogon coin's already got the hype.
2: That's true. Okay. Yeah, uh, some of the marketing's
0: already been done.
2: We obviously don't want to bury this big news. Valverde—it sounds like he's coming back. Uh, The first two stages of the tour didn't work out for him. He's way down in GC. He probably sees the writing on the wall. He's not getting a top ten this year, so he's seems like he's signing up for another year. Which means he'll sign up for another year. Oh,
1: I'm thrilled. I have. I'm absolutely thrilled by this. This is Um, a.
0: Now he Yeah, no, this is that's a good point, little guy, because no, this is good but- marketing for our blockchain okay. coin because you know you're in it, this is long term gains, this is long term return on investment. Okay. Forty two years young. Uh yeah. you know, this thing isn't going anywhere. I love exactly. it. Exactly.
1: So let me just say this, little guy, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I um about Valverde. Okay. <laughs> I I'm willing to bet I'm yeah. willing to bet Valverde gets top ten.
2: Oh. You think so, still? He's pretty
1: so Valver- far Valverde, down right yes. now. Yes, Valverde,
2: he lost he's
1: five minutes and 50 seconds yeah. down. I get it, but that's only five minutes and 50 seconds. Uh-huh. Like, it's Valverde. Right. Like, he was going to finish five to ten minutes down anyway. And <laughs> I just... He no more time. <laughs> no, but okay, like, okay, I mean, the people that are in front of him, he's going to beat. Like, name the ten that are going to beat him. And it's like,
0: Califoli, now you can go Art, into Calderon.
1: deep, deep... Okay, continue because you're going to get to all these French riders that just aren't going to do it. And and the deal is that Valverde's going to finish definitely top 15. Uh-huh. And I think a very good shot at top 10. Like like I am like the old man is a wily one. No, I He just signed true, up man. for two more like another year. To- totally. And totally. the Netflix cameras are there, little guy. Yeah, this is true. the story. And then Solera the is gone. And he's going to be towing Moss up the hill. Yeah. So I, I think you need to walk back what you said, and let's get, okay. let's get back on the, the unified team here.
2: Okay, a couple of things. One, uh, yeah, he's got two other team leaders that are hypothetically higher in the, G, in the rankings within the team for uh-huh. GC. So uh-huh. Lopez and Moss both finished top 10 last year. At the it's tour. very true. Very um, true. They should be working for them. Like, I want them to work for Valverde in my heart of hearts, but my God, yeah. Movistar, do the right thing for once and work for the two guys who could get top 10. <laughs> now, the fact that I'm not happy Solaire crashed out, but I do want to say, Cycling News and many other publications have been noting that uh, Movistar came with four leaders. There is no chance in hell that Solaire was ever a leader on the Movistar team cur- in, right. in this current lineup. He's a team player. And the fact that any cycling team or any cycling uh, website would ever uh, even... Suggests that Solaire could have been the team leader amongst those three other riders is yeah it it, it, it smacks of the fact that they just read the Movistar press release and didn't do any uh, copy editing of their own and it well I find it and
0: irritating. I mean you you just got to look at the history books right from last year and the year before and the year before and the year before and for the past twenty years Valverde <laughs> will will he is fine accepting his role as not the team leader he has no problem he's a total team player in that regard when it comes to not actually beating the team leaders in the GC, that's not really his bag. He's just no. going to do his <laughs> thing and be the top guy no matter what. You work for me, you don't work for me, whatever. I'm going to be the top guy.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, he'll he be riding tempo for Moss in the mountains. He'll look around. Moss isn't there? Eh, well, okay, well better. Well. I better stay in Roglic's so, wheel.
1: Yeah. I He'll be up there. He'll be in top 15 for sure. Top 10, I'll put a dollar on it. Actually, I'll put a Sagen, a coin oh, on it. Oh, now that's um, going to be worth then, No, let's get to the, um, the, the, the... There's so much to discuss, but Bauke Malima, well on his way to an anonymous top 10. Mm-hmm um looking good uh, uh stoked yeah. on that yeah uh N-Nibali, uh you know it's 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 clearly a a two rider race i mean just two stages in and roglic and Pokakar are only separated by a second um Philippe will sit around for as long as he can before he blows up in the mountains the way vokler did yeah, um so I don't think he you will.
2: know i really think Philippe will ride ride top 10 this year for sure i think the way the first couple stages have come out with a lot of guys losing time mm-hmm. without anything, like the road even really dictating that so far, this is the best year Elif could have chosen to secretly ride for GC but only tell me about it. So uh, it's perfect. Yeah,
1: Overall, it's going to be good. I, I didn't ask you guys last week um, when we were recording, but who do you, do you guys think Sagan wins the green jersey again?
2: I don't know. You know, I'm Cause surprised he Bennett's wasn't... Bennett's not
1: in here, so I'm just curious.
2: I guess we'll find out on stage three uh, when it's more of a traditional sprinter stage, but this stage one, two, I know they're the pretty hard hills, but in years past, this would have been Sagan hunting territory. Yeah. And the fact that he's not... He yeah. wasn't even trying to mix it up with those guys. I don't know, you know? I feel like he's, he's kind of phoning in a little now, bit. You know?
0: Well... I mean his Andy's his a- his true competition like Bennett's not there. Caleb Ewan's not going to finish the tour. We, you That's know, true. we know this. Um, I'm looking down the list and I'm like his true competition is a, a Wild Van Art or a Matthew Vanderpool or DeMar. maybe a Michael Matthews. Um, Demar, yeah. <laughs> He hasn't that's, looked
2: amazing, but I mean on, you, you gotta at least give the French hope a little a little uh, love, right? yes, I know, I agree.
0: I, I think um Lot Van Art will have other aspirations in in this tour. Vanderpool, however, um, could Does he finish? I don't know. I mean, is that the question? Like is Yeah, that's that's a big question mark. I know he's strong enough to, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Does he have th- for the Olympics, yeah. Sagan is Firmly into the Wiley veteran territory as well. Like he's won this so many times in so many different ways that it's hard to count him out for it. Um but he is, you know, he's thirty points back of Matthew Vanderpoel already. Um and I don't know where he makes all that up.
2: I think there's a chance he makes now- up points just by the pure fact that starting on stage three and four, Vanderpool just works for Merlier a little bit. You know, like just Vanderbilt yeah. seems like the it, kind of teammate that would just work from earlier or, um, what is it? Phillipson or whatever they, you know, the other two sprinters they have. And, you know, by doing that, he can secure his yellow Jersey. He'll be up there enough, but mm-hmm. he might, he might just be willing to kind of, to do that. And that would give Sagan a, an in to take some points. Yeah.
1: Now we're 37 minutes into this podcast and, uh, we have yet to mention, um, that Cavendish decided to actually start the race Yeah. Um, after we spent a solid. Spencer just came through with some great predictions. Uh-huh. Spencer, do you have a mea culpa or anything that you want to uh, get off your chest about Cavendish showing up to race and how you feel?
0: Well, you know,
1: indicated maybe, um, astonished.
0: I, yeah. I said, um, I said, because they were not bringing Cavendish, they were going all in on ala Philippe winning the tour. And I made a, uh, a spot on at the time prediction that Philippe would win the tour de France and, uh, you know, felt pretty vindicated as he, uh, claimed the yellow Jersey on stage one. But then I read a little deeper into the, uh, into the results list. and I, I saw Cavendish's name and I said, oh no, uh, they've, they've, they've thrown the whole plan straight into the bin. And, uh, Cavendish is there. My man Bennett is not. So, one worker down for Ala Philippe. Um, Sam Bennett obviously going to be a, a pure worker for Ala Philippe's GC hopes. Um, that just means they're all in on Cav, uh, meeting and exceeding Eddie Merckx's uh, victory record. Uh, I think he is five stage wins away, which they, could, they should be able to clean that up by the end of week two. Um, <laughs> Easy. And yeah. um, and the message must have gotten to Philippe because he no longer has the yellow jersey. Uh, case closed. Yeah. And uh, Quick Step is there for Cav 100% now.
1: It's, a, it, it's an amazing thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it was glorious waking up on Monday morning with the Cavendish announcement that he will be in the tour. Yeah. And my first thought was, man. Spencer's going to have to record, like, <laughs> re-record, like, a six-minute bit, yeah. and I'm not getting up to help him out yeah. here. You know, it's going to be a wiz- wizardry of editing, um, courteous of the little guy and Spencer. And then, instantly, the excitement was dashed by the most dastardly villain in all of cycling, Philippe's dad, Patrick Lafabe, the owner <laughs> of Quickstep um, Team Racing, yeah. who just... Doesn't even give like the shout out to like, Hey, you know what? Cavendish is here. Instead he just completely craps on Sam Bennett who's in a contract year Mm -hmm. for not, you know, being confident enough to do the race or he's afraid to lose. Oh my God. What a horrible human being. Like what a way to just like, you're getting all of the media press that you could possibly ever want on your team you're getting front page Wall Street Journal type articles, Absolute. about Cavendish coming to the tour. Absolutely love, fest. and your quote yeah. is that, yeah, and your quote is Sam Bennett doesn't have what it takes. Are you kidding? Like who? Why does Specialized do business with this guy? That's honestly well, <laughs> a serious question here. It's results,
0: I mean, they, man. They, yeah, they win the most races every year. <laughs> that's pretty much why.
1: Yeah. All right. That's a that's a solid answer to my. But it just seems to me that the track record of of this Lefebvre, like the way that he went after the the Argentinian waitress that was you know groped by one of his riders, oh, yeah, it was horrible. And then you have all all these other like things, and you're just yeah. like, and then he's the way he just dragged Sam Bennett on the under the bus, yeah, like backed backed it back under it, got stuck underneath the finishing arch, mm-hmm. and then it kept going over <laughs> Sam Bennett. It was miserable.
0: Yeah, he's uh, you know. Every every year, maybe sometimes twice a year, he does prove that he is pretty much the worst guy in professional cycling. Um, oh. mm. Makes you
2: miss Bjarni so, Reese.
0: Yeah. Straight shooter, that guy.
1: Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's, he's, Johan uh, Brunel. He's probably. <laughs> <last> act. <laughs> yeah. Actually, isn't Quebec a next dash? Wasn't that the, uh, the team that. Um, yeah. Bjarne Reese was going to take over, so I wouldn't be surprised if Bjarne Reese was an investor in Next Dash. <laughs> well, Bar-
2: Bjarne was like, there last year. Yeah, God, that feels so long ago. Yeah, kind of interesting. Like it's um,
1: now, little guy, uh, Jumbo has a single blue tire. Um, what's the deal with the single blue tire and do you know if any German cycling publications have uh, investigated to see if the rolling resistance of blue rubber <laughs> is better than black rubber?
2: <laughs> I do not. Re- uh, yeah, I don't remember. It's for some charity sort of thing. I do. I do expect Tour Magazine out of Germany, who always seems to be hot on the rolling resistance tests, to be all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite Jumbo's claims that it offers no advantages, I am assuming we will find out after the tour. It is 0.001 percent faster, or something like that, and. Uh,
0: I'm I'm pretty See. sure it was a uh, a marketing thing for the bike share program they have right, uh, associated go. with the team somehow. But so, uh, still, a very good marketing scheme because you know Wout has a history. This is some psychological warfare because those who don't follow cyclocross may not know <laughs> that Wout <Walt> Van art <laughs> has a history of pulling yes. out colorful tires mm. and destroying Matthew Van Der Poel um, and. It was a little shot across the bow of Matthew Vanderpool, I think, as well as being just a, a really good marketing ploy for the tour. It's it's what
1: made Matthew Vanderpool not win stage one.
0: Let's uh, uh let's, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's <laughs> quick edit right there.
2: Wow. I don't know, yeah. Well see if that fills up, but man, it feels like lightning like hit like on my block or something. Yeah. But, uh, well,
1: I'm, wow. I'm a little shocked that the internet is still connected. Um, yeah, little guy, the, the blue tire, <laughs> um, Spencer brings up a good point about Wout Van Art um, knowing that what are those, were those Michelin jet tires? What, 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 what would he usually race cyclocross in?
2: Well, it was the time he busted out those greens. Those are those, the fabled Michelin muds, uh, that you,
1: you Michelin you, muds. That's right. You can't now, find, but you, you, you guys, get
2: some, you get some fakies of those these days.
1: You guys would remember that I used to wear a f- ride a full colored tire. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was oh. I had red tires, I the was right Michelin Speediums. Yep. Terrible. Did you guys ever rock the color? Okay, did oh, you yeah. both? I had have yeah. uh, full colored tires. I had
2: some yellow Michelins. And I definitely think I had some blue, bluish gray. Um, what is the Michelin like? So, the Pro, Pro, whatever. Pro, like
0: cause pro twos, Pro threes, and Pro fours. I think. I and, and now that I think of
2: it, them. I think that was probably like at that point that was the same color as the ag2r team oh back, yeah, yeah back in those days would ride nope. uh, before brown shorts when they were just blue they would have this kind of blue gray so yeah i rocked some of those for sure uh you used yeah. to in the early 2000s you could dumpster a lot of colored tires uh you
0: could also cars. buy them brand new so it, and they were wait, they really
2: great yeah oh, i thought they just came out of dumpsters that's weird
0: well, the early huh. 2000s were, no, were a different time and we we embraced the colorful tire as well as the um uh, bibs that had the printed inner uh, piece of the like the oh, yeah. chamois area oh, was yeah. all printed. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that fat has gone away, and I'm I'm glad to see it in the dumpster. Um, kind of re-
2: I'm ready for some colored tires to come back into the peloton. I colored, think this is just colored the tires. First I, I'm okay I with. They'll start sliding back in after this, I think,
0: because you it know? gave you well, it gave you of, another thing to match like your bar tape and your saddle and your tires or whatever or your socks yeah. and your. The Tires to whatever, yeah, and you know I I love the uh, the Michelin Pros as well. Um, I know I gave the Grand Prix the Conti Grand Prix Four Thousands or whatever uh, a try once because they were full, like the whole tire was the color, mm-hmm. and I just slid around a lot on those in some crit, and I moved back to the Michelins, but uh, Michelin that was just good. my experience. Yeah,
1: the Michelins are really. So good. I'm running GP. I'm running Conti gum walls right now, GP 4,000 like gum walls, but the, I just, yeah, put some color on the tires. Congratulations for lotto jumbo for kind of being the first one to think of just like, Oh, let's make all the front tires blue. Um, it, I, I do kind of want to see one of the riders get a flat tire and then like specifically just tell (laughs) the, the neutral support person like, no, 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 I'm waiting for the blue tire, um, to, uh, to show up. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, all right. That happened. Um, was gonna keep steamrolling here, cause little guy, you had quite the experience. I was a little worried for you on stage one, to be perfectly honest. I knew Spencer would come through okay. um, on this, but uh, I was a little worried, uh, little guy, that you were gonna like bust open the old NBC Sports Gold app and realize, <laughs> that, like, it, it kind of works, kind of doesn't, and then you'd have to navigate through to Peacock. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's kind of. Let me I just did. say out front. Let me just say out front. Peacock, the app. I believe it's like ten dollars for like an upgrade this month where you can gain access to the commercial free Anthony McCrossen and Simon Guerin's coverage. How about the five and it is and
2: I got commercial free, so
1: top notch. You five bucks? Yeah, yeah. Five bucks. It's like six bucks. It's do it. Like it's oh, yeah. it's great. And you can also watch Yellow Yellowstone. Great, great show with Kevin Costner, one of our favorite actors. <laughs> Love the cost. In um slow ride pie as many of you guys know because of our uh, annual uh american flyers podcast but i should just get back to this peacock at five dollars six dollars i'm all in on it it's great but little guy how difficult was it for you to figure out that peacock had the tour because they announced it like <laughs> six hours before the first stage
2: i um i mean i had known that they were gonna throw it over at some point but as um Uh, an NBC Gold subscriber for many years, I sort of assumed maybe they would have told me that. (laughs) Um, But I guess uh, being the way that cycling was on NBC Gold, then it was on NBC Sports, and then um, I was never actually sure which one I had anymore. Um, I shouldn't have been surprised. But uh, it did take a little bit of uh, finagling. It really wasn't that bad. It's just that my experiences in the past uh, with the NBC uh, they seem to just every few months decide that th- they think it'd be better if the cycling was moved somewhere else within the app or within a different app. And uh, it's a little irritating, but so whatever.
0: I, well, I mean, well, I didn't curse. Tim, Tim you're the internet-savvy one, so I assume you just fired up your uh, GCN uh, Plus subscription that you have and just watched the tour, no problem.
1: I accidentally turned on... Um the old Peacock app because little Hymar was sitting there going like I want to watch kids shows and I turned it on and then I saw that the tour was on Peacock and I was like "Eh, sorry son Uh, there's only 70k left on this first stage so do you want to use your computer and um, so it was great so I accidentally stumbled into Peacock having it. Um,
0: Did you use GCN Spencer? Uh, No because GCN is not showing the tour Mm -hmm. in the US uh, in their package so Uh, everyone Yeah, everyone who had all the various things, flow bikes and and GCN and everything else to watch bike racing, were were all scrambling. Um, But luckily, stage one, you know, not much happens, and there's not much exciting stuff. Yeah, nothing
2: happened, right? (laughs) We've only talked Uh, 35 minutes on (laughs) it.
1: The the best part about Peacock is that it defaults to the Ant McCrossin and Simon Garrett's coverage Mm. versus default to phil liggett so i'm looking on twitter and everyone's complaining about oh man phil liggett's really off the rocker he just doesn't have it anymore and i'm like we've been saying that for 10 years and then um anyways you're like watching it and you're like wait can i even gain access to chris horner and phil liggett and all these yahoos and i don't even care because simon garrens is fantastic now i love robbie McEwen on there but simon garrens today he was talking about the rider from BBT Hotels that like rode ahead of the peloton through his town and he was like waving to everybody. Yeah. And Garrett's like was walk was like walking through the step by step like mechanics of how that happens. Like how the rider would have gone up to the front and talked to Quick Step cuz Quick Step was on the front and just been like hey guys this is my own town. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go up there and then how they would allow him to go because the break had been established but they'll keep him at like 50 60 yards unless someone knows who it is like firsthand and they can vouch. And he's kind of just like walking through this whole process. And you're just like, this is amazing. Thank you, Simon Gerentz. Meanwhile, Chris Horner, who knows what he would be talking about. Christian (laughs) Vanderveld. And it's
0: like, you know, Uh, you know, I, uh, I was watching on stage one, the actual NBC feed with, with Phil and Vanderveld and, and Horner. And, uh, after the first crash, um, they were revisiting their picks for the stage win actually. And, uh, um, van veld got done explaining how everybody's picks were still pretty okay except for bob rolls who picked caleb uin and caleb uin was way behind and and all this and uh after he got done speaking phil piped up and said wow well, well you know blah blah pops to pick is probably still pretty good caleb uin got a fast turn of speed should be right up there <laughs> and bob oh had to kind of cover and <laughs> be like well no, actually, I don't think he's there. He's probably not going to do good. Uh, like they're not listening to each so other. Bad. They're just talking. It's kind of like this podcast. It's wild. It it it's unprofessional. It's 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 the wild west.
1: All the rules are going out on the podcast this week, yeah. mostly because um, our our on the ground reporter Michael Matthews is in the thick of winning the green jerseys. We're just going to keep rolling here. Yeah, because the next thing that we do need to discuss is. L- Lachlan Martin,
0: oh, can I right? L- let me yes. go. T- <laughs> I <laughs> forgot <laughs> about him.
1: Okay. First off, first off, congratulations to Lachlan Martin for someone that is a professional cyclist on a pro tour team. And so this, I do not mean this by any <laughs> shame uh-huh. or anything bad. But first, I don't know if Lachlan Martin is at the the skill level to be in the tour because it seems to be such an elite, right, of the elite, and for him to find a way to captivate the cycling audience the way that he has like major props like this is i know more people today talking about if lachlan morton is going to beat the pro peloton to paris mm-hmm. then actually watch the matthew Vanderpool win like it it's actually a really good story wall street journal again did another story on it we got an email an unsolicited email like of the embargoed news on it. And I was like, Oh, an unsolicited email about embargo. And normally I'd be like, you shouldn't have sent us that. Cause that's going straight on the, the Twitter. <laughs> right. No. But the it's whole insane. time I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Props to Lachlan Morton for this one. Like, I'm just going to let this one roll. Cause this is mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah. I did a deep dive on the website today. I mean, he is writing his own transfers. So when they get into the Alps, and he's only doing like you know the stage is 150k or whatever the, the the riders are doing. Right. He then has to turn around, do a U-turn, and ride another 150k back to the next start. Yeah, it's brutal. Over mountains and valleys. It's brutal. It is. It is insane. It's great. So it's great. way to captivate the cycling zeitgeist for someone that I hope at some point makes the tour, but he may. But he's he's made a career of being just. Yeah. A world tour cyclist he, that is he, doing cool stuff he really like it was amazing.
0: he really does a good job of making the most of not being a first team rider <laughs> on the world tour
1: team. exactly that's like man. that's probably the yeah the best way to say the, it yeah.
0: the pandemic started last season, and he immediately went to well, okay, everybody's hyped on Everesting. let's do that and uh
1: and then he did it twice
0: right, and then <laughs> this year it's like, well, I didn't make the tour team um but you know, let's go do that and use a marketing machine. And uh, I'm gonna say, I don't, I don't think I've really heard anything about any EF riders so far this tour, aside well, from so, Lachlan Morton.
1: Well, that's the thing, like
0: right? It's good
2: they, and bad. Iran's hiding. Iran's hiding.
0: Iran's hiding. Yes, as he should be.
1: But look at the riders on EF and what they have. Right, a couple of things. Just a shout out. You have Lachlan Morton doing this. Right. Then you have friend of the podcast um, in his last professional cycling season, Mitch Docker, Mm -hmm. crushing it with a podcast and kind of going beyond just racing. Mm Yeah, hundred percent. And then you have um, Taylor Finney just doing random art and being somehow being cool, Mm -hmm. like education first has. Found, does find the riders that do R- cool stuff. Rico Breto is a yeah.
0: supermodel on the yeah. side. Like yeah. that guy yes, that's true. is the absolute <laughs> style icon of the yeah, Peloton. Sure. And then in their back pocket, they've just got Sergio Iguata up in the top ten. Like no problem. Just hanging gonna, out.
2: Who's gonna win a stage at some point? He's he's been close on these climbs and he's looking really good. I like that yeah. that that quietly EF has come. With a two with a two pronged attack, well, oh, we yeah. knew about it with all these other teams with multi pronged attacks, but it seems like Hagenta and Iran are a two pronged attack, and I'm I'm excited about that. So
1: yeah. I guess I just so they do some pretty it. cool things, and and it's and the Lachlan Martin thing is an example. And guys, I I'm assuming he's done the math and he knows that he's going to beat the peloton to Paris. Unless like well catastrophic, it's be it's, tough, man. right? Like I he know. did, I mean, he, he did have
0: math, to do the but. he did have to do the Everesting challenge twice because the math wasn't quite right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: that's true. I just like do you? But I mean, I'm gonna be watching this more. That roller derby does need to do a proposition on this. Like, will he beat yeah. the Peloton to Paris? And I just can't wait for him to like. He's gonna be like ten kilometers in front of the the team to paris are they going to let him ride the 10 laps of the champ de with his like 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 the mechanics of doing the laps on the champ de Z, mm-hmm. or is he going to be doing it cuz like they shut down that road i'm assuming mm-hmm. and i'm assuming that the french military/police slash are not going to be so keen on I, I mean, Lachlan Morton doesn't exactly look like a pro cyclist. Like with all the bags on his bikes, he's just gonna look like a hobo coming down the road well, with like a frame bag, and they're gonna be like, "Ah."
2: Hopefully, E.F. made a few calls so he doesn't get arrested or something. Uh, but uh, oh. I think well, he's I'm sure
1: be if, close. if there's one person that. Yeah. If there's one person that has the French goodwill behind him, it's definitely Jonathan Botters, Um <laughs> to, uh, to like, they're just going to roll out the red carpet for the Velon rider to come through on this. Like, come at, on.
2: At that point, maybe Iran's in yellow. Uh, Higinta's in second overall, and you know uh, they're the toast of France, so it's uh, easy for them to call in a favor or two.
0: Well, so it, well, I mean, it, <laughs> here's the thing, Tim. You're now well, Paris has very famously closed down a bunch of the roads, actually, for pedestrian and cycling only. So he could conceivably get his way all the way there <laughs> just- under the radar um, yeah. and do those laps. And I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But I believe they have closed down the Champs-Élysées to traffic now. So I don't yeah. think it'll be a problem for him to do those laps. It's
2: kind of a big redesign.
0: You- I just, I mean, can
1: you he's going to get so close and the ASO is going to stop him. Like, like the ah. best way, the best media coverage of all is when the ASO just doesn't allow him on the course for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, totally just going after voters or whatever for like, Oh, you want profit sharing? Well, we're not going to let you go on our, our, uh, our, roads. I, Oh man, I hope he makes it. It's insane what he's doing. Um, I put a tweet out there today on the slow ride pod that said, yeah, Matthew Vanderpool won." But has anyone checked on Lachlan Morton to see if he had a roadside sandwich? Mm-hmm. And then Vauders just tweeted us a photo of Lachlan Morton sitting on a you know, camping chair on the side of the road eating a sandwich. Yeah. It was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. A little, little crock monster there. I'm sold. Yeah. It was great. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I, I am completely sold on this. And that leads into one of the emails we got this week from uh, Stephen Daly. Uh, what's, who's next? Hey, guys. Continue to love the pod. So Lachlan Morton is doing his epic adventure Tour de France this year. Will the UCI sanction this as an adventure race next year? <laughs> if so, what teams are represented and who is riding? Uh-huh. Thanks again for all you do to shine the light of the common person on cycling's many facets. Take care, Steve. Okay. Steve, thanks for the email. So question, gentlemen. Who's doing this next year when the UCI makes Tour de France OG yeah, yeah. a thing?
0: Yeah. I, I love it. And there's a slam dunk answer to this. Sure. It's Thomas DeGantt. He's he's going to do it.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> he would probably be really good at it. Do you he might give Lachlan a little bit of a r- run for his money.
0: Do you think, I, uh, you think Lauren Tendam comes back to do that?
2: Yeah, that be A nice. well-known
0: name in the European peloton?
2: I'd like to see that the tour offers... A one rider slot to each of the like um, Conti teams, <gasps> right? Yeah. So it's it's sort of like a testing ground, and then you say like, whoever wins, your whole team gets to ride the real tour next year. So rather than this like, you know, <sighs> you pick one of two uh, French teams, you just this. you just send one guy out there, and then this the pressure on this guy is immense, right? Like this rider yeah. from. Uh, from like the Novo Nordis team is like they're like, you have to win this. You win this, like we will give you a hundred thousand dollar, two hundred thousand dollar bonus because our team will get yeah. the biggest race. Like uh it'll be great. It'll be crazy and bonkers, it will and there'll be insane amounts of cheating and it will be yeah.
1: oh yeah. <laughs> it'll be nuts. Do we know? I get a question. Practical yeah. question, yeah. Uh, Lachlan's attempt. Yeah. Are they at all worried about like, I mean, my Garmin battery doesn't last very long and it's a fairly new computer. Um, is he getting help with like charged things? Is he running a solar uh, panel off his bike? Because it says unsupported and unsupported. I'm like, eh, maybe like,
2: he has a solar panel, maybe you, he has a uh, backup battery charger, you know, I mean, you
0: I'm get a little those. satellite guy, um, you don't use your normal cycling computer for that GPS data.
1: So, So he's using like one of those spot tracker kind of things? Yeah,
0: probably something along those lines.
1: Okay, I just. All right, I I I got. I'll have to log in to see where he's at. I mean, he's um, <laughs> it's he's currently moving.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's he's, positive.
1: He's, he's done. He's done five hundred and fifty kilometers. Um, so he's ten percent of the way in. He only has four thousand nine hundred
2: and thirty three to go. Um, <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, God. Uh, oh, man, tip geez. of the cap. I mean,
1: to more power to the guy. I love like, it. yeah. So um so quick, we got some quick, other uh, great quick pulse oh, go check ahead. though
0: on this quick pulse check now i know roller derby does not have this prop yet but if it did do you guys think he'll make it before the before the peloton or not just a yes no
2: i don't think he will but i i'm still into it that's my thing
1: tim yes i think i think he will yes yeah i think he will
0: all right I am with you, Tim. I am on Team Believe. I think Lachlan <laughs> Morton can do it. Uh, naysayers, be damned, little guy. Um, I'm a realist, un- it's man. unfortunate. Uh, maybe he'll come around hurt. eventually. You know? I
2: just think so, when he gets to the mountains, like Tim was saying, like, holy cow, are the mountains going to be hard. He's going to be... I'm <laughs> going to do, like, 100K at know, night, you know?
0: Yeah, like, he is an Everesting I, world champion, so...
2: Yes, that's
1: true. I, I want to give... Um, major thanks to uh Jess Morgan over at Rafa that had sent us the uh, the news yes, about this and this you. like totally I was really I I was reading this email and shout outs to her for the 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 clear amount of bold highly embargoed uh yes. <laughs> bold face I was like all right you know I was, I was real close Um but I looking at this thing Jess points out to us and I think that this is just to do the math. Lachlan Morton will be covering 2400 more kilometers than the actual Tour de France <laughs> rider that's finishing and 15,000 meters more of climbing.
0: Oof.
1: So he's going to be doing 65,000 meters of climbing and 5,500 kilometers of riding in 23 days. Yeah. And he's doing it for world bicycle relief for a, awesome. a solid um, cause. So major, major props to uh, Lachlan Martin for this great. Um, Cause I will be following it. Uh, and I, I do hope he, I do hope he makes it, but I do hope there's a little bit of drama near the end of just like the ASO not wanting to let him on the course, but then there's some groundswell of grassroots internet oh, shenanigans to get him through. Like, you know, like some black hat, um, hackers bust into the <laughs> ASO computer systems to mess up the GC just to get Lachlan Martin at the top. It's going to be amazing. Well, if, I love the, if
0: the press, if the press in France gets behind this, uh, this ride, you know, and they don't let him in the, the French people will riot. They're, they're happy to throw down at almost <laughs> any, uh, instance, you know, Still so I think they will. I think they'll get him on course one way or the other.
1: And with that, let's get into um, another email that we did get uh, this week, and this one comes to us from Craig from Indiana, and he says, gentlemen, love the pod, but I can't help but think you guys are becoming the team Sunweb of podcasts. Uh-oh. You know, developing young podcasters who are destined to leave for perceived greener <laughs> pastures, <Yeah. laughs> or like the Tour of California, a proving ground before superstars break out a la Bernal or Pogacar in recent years. Uh-huh. In referencing first Abby Mickey, who I heard filling in on your podcast, mm-hmm. and she now has a great pod of her uh, of her own, Freewilling. That's true. Major yep. shouts to Abby Mickey. Yep. Amazing podcast. Yep. Um, that's where I go to get all my info, in particular about the Women's Tour de France so that will be coming around the corner. Fan- fan and uh, the she filled tour in. Yeah. yeah, and she filled in wonderfully well when I had my stroke. So shout out to Abby. And I will also point out Kate Wagner, who I heard on a slow ride podcast back in November 2020, who is now guest appearing on the cycling podcast and a slew of other cycling media um, appearances, including Bicycle Magazine. Mm -hmm. I guess all I can say is keep cranking them out and filling up the cycling podverse. Craig from Indiana. Uh, Major shout to Kate Wagner. I don't know if you guys had the opportunity to read her story on Primo's Roglic. I did. Like, I... it was probably one of the best cycling journalist pieces that I had read because I felt like I actually, I mean, the whole story is about how she's going to break down Primus Roglic and get past like the plastic shell, right? Of just like the classic, oh, tell me more about being a ski jumper kind of things. Mm-hmm. And she does a good job. It takes like three interviews or sec- two interviews to get through there. And I felt like I actually learned something about Roglic. And Kate deserves, um, a lot of credit on that story. It's, it's one of the better cycling journalist, uh, pieces I read. So definitely check it out on uh bicycling magazine, um, about Roguelich and, and really who he is as a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was well,
2: good. I, uh, and she, I was going to say, she, yeah, she's also over on the cycling podcast right now during the tour and uh, yeah doing, doing, uh, yeah, doing a great job over there. So we you are know,
0: the, we, we, yeah, we're, so we're
2: so we are the tour of California.
0: It's <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely, you know, I think that's a, an appropriate, um, uh, synonym there for us because you know we, we do the good job we do the, you know i think we uh we've definitely launched some careers here we do we, we we come up with a lot of uh good ideas and a lot of um you know off the wall things that we sort of make stick and uh you know the problem we have is we don't understand how to monetize it or to do anything with it beyond that but uh you know, when uh, I mean yeah, when big, I mean we're 100 we, uh, responsible for <laughs> figures out how to do that and uh, and can capitalize on it. You know, uh, more props to them. Uh, oh, we yeah. will continue to dig a little deeper and find the next big thing for you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Well, every, uh, everyone, back off this story on crypto, the crypto scam that is sponsoring Team Quebeca. <laughs> that's a, that's our territory. <laughs> well, gentlemen. Um, as always, it's great to uh, hear from all over the listeners. Uh, make sure you email us at the slow at gmail.com. If you've got um, something that you want to share mm-hmm. on the show and um, it's been one heck of a first two days of the tour. I can't wait to get back at it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, quick reminder with the 4th of July coming up, it's our annual, um, Jot Down Memory Lane with American Flyers, one of the greatest cycling movie of all time. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. um, looking forward to doing that again and getting yeah. that out to the, uh, to the listeners with yet another um, review. Uh, Special and-
0: episode dropping on a Sunday on the actual day, 4th of July, the Sunday Stroll Podcast. Yeah. It's going to be an absolute party, so don't miss it. Uh, we, we will still have the regular slow ride episodes out. That one's just a bonus. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. as a celebration, as we do traditionally, <laughs> um, every 4th of July from here on out and in the past, definitely.
2: Definitely in the past.
0: Yeah.
1: Just go check, check out the archives. Um, and you find the Sunday stroll podcast. I'm a big fan of Barry Mullen. Um, we'd also like to thank, uh, Buckler Embrocation and Buckler skincare, head to bucklerskincare.com to get your very own miracle WAP chamois cream. And head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out our Grimper Brothers um, partnership. And while you're there at wideanglepodium.com, check out the How to Become a Member and a Supporter of the Network. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we have thousands of new listeners uh, this week getting all their Tour de France info. If you'd like to support independent cycling media, lurk to become a member and supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network.
0: Absolutely. Um, We appreciate it uh, if you can do that. And also we've got a couple, just a handful left of the special edition episode 300 commemorative slow ride podcast t-shirts in the shop there at uh, com slash shop. And uh, you can pick one up uh, before they are gone because I can promise you we're not printing any more of these.
1: So the plan is we're going to, make these t-shirts or we're going to sell out these t-shirts and then i was thinking that we could do a custom slow ride podcast um kit Mm -hmm. uh you know on the top of my mind was the purple and gold Uh kit of the old uh of of famous uh mercier bp hutchinson of the 60s 70s it was kind of top of my list yeah guys i don't know if we're going to be able to do that anymore because uh Vanderpool uh, took it. So if anyone wants to send some uh, suggestions of what would be a great um, slow ride podcast kit, just hit us up at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com or yeah. you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the slow ride pod. Um, we're world famous. We're getting retweeted everywhere. Malcolm Gladwell loves us on the, uh, the old Twitter fan. account. Uh, great stuff. Uh, checking out. Um, so yeah. Uh, and with that, this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis.
0: And this is Spencer in Boston, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
3: What an episode that was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight oh man that was great i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again but hey since i have your attention now hello cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends my name's bill i host a- another show on the wide angle podium podcast network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in Cyclocross, and even the medium stars in Cyclocross, and some of the soon-to-be stars in Cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out in the calendar situations and races that happen it's a great time it's a great conversation we built an amazing community that we want you to be part of so go to wideanglepodium.com become a member there then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to cyclocross radio do it do it now cyclocross friends